Hey, what's up, guys? I'm super excited to be back here. I'm back in the chair. Uh, super happy. Uh, I'm sorry for this little break that I've been taking the last couple of weeks. Uh, just some things going on in my personal life I had to take care of um, immediately. And then also, I've been feeding myself. I've been trying to grow. I've been trying to to get in, get in the word and learn some new things so that I can I can give it all back to you guys. And I've done that really well. In fact, I have a few new video ideas that I'd like to begin releasing this next these next couple weeks to make up for the two weeks I took off. Uh, man, I'm just I'm just really happy. I'm trying to get a, a new guest in here soon. I'll let you guys know when I get that uh, when I get that new guest secured in. But for now. I want to talk to you guys about prayer, and which is one of the things I've been learning about. And I can't take credit for this for the, for most of this uh, little episode right here. Um, my Bible teacher gave us a lecture on prayer the other day, and it it, it was awesome. Maybe consider some new things about prayer that, never, that I maybe not have really considered before. Uh, just some new interesting takes and perspectives on it that I that I really really liked, and uh, I hope you guys like it as well. He started off with his lecture. With, with this with this quote, I don't pray to change God, but that God would change me. Now you now you might have heard this already before, but for those of you that haven't, I want to I want to tell I want to tell you a little bit about what this means. So we know that God is immutable, which means that God cannot change. You know, everyone always says God can do every, anything and everything and whatever, but there are certain things He can't do. Like this, for instance, God cannot change. He is already perfect. He cannot grow. He cannot improve, and He. That, those are some of the things that he cannot do. And so prayer does not change God because, well, God hasn't changed. He's never changed. Not even, I mean, even before time existed, when, when before the heavens and the earth were, were ever created, God was still the same God that he is now. He is, he is and was perfect. And so there are, out of the thousands of prayers that are prayed every day, if those change God, we would never know a thing about him. He he would be unreliable. He would be um, yeah. He'd be unreliable. He wouldn't be a good source. He wouldn't have good ethos. He wouldn't have good credibility because he's always changing. He's constantly changing. It's one thing here and then the, the next. But the beautiful thing about God is that he's he's there. He's never changing. He's awesome. He's he is that rock that not even that not even the toughest stream could wear down. But the reason why I pray is so that God changes me. Think about it like this. God's our boss. All right. We're at this company. We're at God's company. You know, we're spreading his word. That, that's his business, right? We're spreading, spreading the word, making disciples. That's it. That's his business. And so we're working at that business and God's our boss. If you're working at a business, all right, and your boss needs you to do something, but you don't have any communication with that boss, no way to communicate with them, no way for them to tell you what you need to do. You're just kind of out there doing, your, and you're doing what you think you should be doing, although you don't really know, and it, and it becomes a whole mess, because when you, when you do things that you that you think is right, you know, it gets all messy, because it, it leads from the plan of the leader, and it just becomes all sorts of craziness. We have to be able to communicate with our boss to do what we're supposed to do, and to fulfill the company, and to Make sure the company's heading in the right direction and make sure that we are fulfilling the plans, that the, that the good plans that the boss has for us. Because this is a good boss. This is a, boss, this is a boss that loves you and he wants to see his company thrive. But he also wants to see you thrive and his company thrives because you thrive. He wants to see you thrive and he wants to be able to communicate to you how you can grow and improve and do what you're supposed to do and live to your full potential. I know I talk fast there, uh, so maybe you know reverse this and slow it down. <laughs> but... 
God's supposed to change us. And we get that and with prayer. We could, we get that communication with God. And so now God can tell us what we need to do. Now God can tell us, listen, hey, do do this. All right, this is what I need you to do. This is how you best do it. This is how, this is how this is the best way to do this. And we finally have this communication. We finally have this direction of what we can do with our lives. And so what I really want to talk to you about with, with this prayer is like, what happens when God says no? It's easy. It's super easy to think about, you know, uh, God saying yes. What do we do when God says yes? Oh, well, we just do it, you know, because our plans align. So I'm going to do my plan because that's a part of God's plan. But that's not always the case. You know, our, our plans don't al- always align with God's. If they ever re- really do, it's, it's probably rare that they do because it's just God's plan is is way above our human understanding. And the two ways that we can react to this is we can blow up. Hey, we can A, blow up. All right. So it's like, hey, screw you, God. Uh, this is just this. I want to do what I want to do. And normally when we react like this, God said no to something that we really wanted. And if you haven't been told no to something you really want, you really, really want to buy God, either you haven't been listening enough or you just haven't had to deal with it yet because it is inevitable. God will say no to something that we really, really want. And we could blow up and say, screw you, God. You didn't give me this. I really want this. Let my will be done. Heck with what you want. I only wanted what you wanted because I thought you wanted what I wanted. So what I want is more important. I'm going to blow up. I'm going to be like, hey, screw you guys because I'm not going to chase you. I'm going to chase this because this is what I really want. Okay, I don't really want you. I want what I want. And so number two, we can grow up. We can blow up and we can grow up. And I want to grow up. I want to, God tells me no to something. God rejects me with this. God takes us out of my life. Man, that sucks. That's hard. That's really hard. I'll tell you what, we can. I want to grow up. I want to let that push me to be greater. I want to push, let that push me toward Christ. I want to be better because God told me no. Because I want to do what God wants me to do. I don't want what I want to do, man. If God, if God's will is my will, that lines up with my will, man. I, I'm ready. I, I like that. I do like that. Everyone likes that. Everyone wants to do what they want to do. But if that's not the case, I gotta grow up and get deeper in my faith and really fall in love with Christ. And I gotta accept that no and keep going on God's plan. Because here's the thing. How I respond when God says no could be the key to unlocking a thousand yeses in my future. By accepting God's no and continuing to grow in Him, He's going. He might be able to say yes to a ton of things in the future that might matter more, that might mean more. And I'm going to dive into that real, real quick in the next in the next few minutes. And so let's talk about the reasons that God might say no. I'm going to give you the three human reasons, and I'm going to give you the three God reasons. I'm going to start with the three human reasons. Your prayer, it could be a frivolous prayer, okay? It might not align with God's heart or His purposes. Like, let's say, you know, like, let's be honest. You want that PS5 for your birthday, or you wanted a couple months ago when you for Christmas, right? You really wanted that, but you might not have gotten that. You might have prayed about it, like, but, you know, that's not on God's, like, top to-do list. Like, He's not, like, obsessing over you getting a PS5, dog. And, you know, that that's kind of, that might be hard to hear, but, like, that's not top on his to-do list. Or let's say you're going to a game tonight, a rival game. Let's say, you know, my, my team was going against the rival team. And we're like, hey, God, can we let's win this game. All right, we can't, you know, we can't lose to our rivals. Well, the, th- the funny thing is the other team's probably praying about it too. They're probably like, hey, let's beat, the, let's beat these guys, right? But the thing is, like, that's a frivolous prayer. God, that's not on God's top to-do list. That's probably not going to really change his plan if, if, if at all. Like, who wins this game? That's not, it's, it's a frivolous prayer. It's not top on his to-do list. 
Number two, it could be a contradictory prayer. So let's say we got one side over here, and you're like, hey, God, this this today, I just want to get by. I just want to do what I just do what I do. Okay, I want to. I just want to. I want to have the easy road today. All right, I don't want to go out and fight. I just just let me kind of get through today. You know what I'm saying? This is it's just that kind of day. Or we can be over here and we're going to be praying for. I want championships. I want to win. I want to be your advocate, Lord. I want to do what pleases you. I want to fight for you. I want to be your warrior. I want to be that guy that 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 is fully dedicated to you. And listen, these are two fine. It's fine to pray these two things. It's you want yes, you want to be for the Lord. You want to be that guy, but you also might not want to to really you know fight about it. You 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 kind of want to have that day to yourself where it's just like okay, this is kind of a the rest day, and that's fine. The thing is, you can't pray both of those at the same time. That's contradictory. You can't be God's warrior and have an easy life. This is a hard life. Life, life, life as a Christian, and that's tough, man. That's hard. All right, we can't just. It, it's not easy. We got to be a warrior. We got to fight through battles. To be a warrior, you have to fight through battles. You have to fight through tough battles. The greatest warriors have beaten the greatest battles, the toughest battles. That's what makes them a warrior. Or number three, this, this is important. You got to listen to this one. This is not really a type of prayer, but this is kind of an unrepentant sin kind of deal. Let's say you're praying for something else in the world. All right, you're praying for a, for a buddy of yours that's that's kind of on a bad path right now. All right, let's say, God, I'm praying for this in the world. I'm I'm, tr- I'm praying that you make this better, that you get this better, uh, that you fix the world, that you heal this person. And this kind of relates to back what Jesus was saying on uh, in Matthew when he was talking on the Sermon on the Mount. Don't pick. Don't pick in somebody else, like the speck in somebody else's eye, when you got that plank in your own eye. You know, you know, like you gotta take care of yourself first. It's like you're getting on an airplane. They tell you to put your oxygen mask on first, and then you can start helping your kids and you and your buddy and, and your mom or whatever, whatever. You take care of yourself first. That's kind of what we're going on here. Where's this unrepentant sin? You're you're praying for this. That's good. You want to pray for that. Okay? That it's it's you're coming from a good place. It's good you're praying about fixing the world, fixing this other dude. And that's that's good, but the thing is, let's deal with your purification, your purification first. Let's deal with the plank in your eye, and then we can worry about the speck in somebody else's. Then we can start thinking about like, all right, let, then we can start praying about that. But first, you got to purify yourself. You got to get your poop in a group, and you got to really and you got to really dedicate yourself, purify yourself, give yourself over Christ, and then you can start helping somebody else out. All right, so we got our three human reasons now. Let's get into the three God reasons. You you've probably heard a lot of these before. Number one, God sees the whole picture. We don't. That that that's fine. You know, I've only seen eighteen years of the of the plan. Eighteen years of God's picture. The funny thing is, I've only I only see it right now where I am. I don't really. It's kind of hard for me to look back and see. You know. What what it was when I was all fit when I was fifteen when I was so that, that that fifteen years of God's plan, I mean it's in there it's in my memories but I don't really see it and I don't really see all of it happening at one time. God sees everything from the beginning of creation to the end of creation. He sees the whole picture all at once. We're only seeing that this, this tiny little portion of it, in only in that moment, and we're only seeing different like certain limited parts of it. God's seeing all of it all at one time. Like each time, every like everything that's going on in the world right now, he sees it all and it, like throughout time, it's crazy. He, he sees everything that there is to 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 see, and so we have to trust. That God sees the whole picture. Like you know, if he says no to something, it's probably for a pretty good reason. You know what I'm saying? 
we cannot trust our judgment because of how just how limited it is. We're only seeing the smallest fraction of what's going on. I mean, who are we? Who are we to make decisions and judge when we when we don't know what's going on? Or number two, reason number two, God has something better for me. All right, God, I, th- I like to think about this this picture I saw on Instagram one day. All right, got this little girl, and she's hugging this teddy bear. She loves this teddy bear. It's great. It's awesome. Uh, love the death. You know, maybe hold some meaning for her. Help her get through some. You know, her fear of the darkness or fear of the dark, or whatever. You know, maybe her maybe her parents gave it to her or, or her big brother. I don't I don't know the situation, but she loves this little bear. We got Jesus. He's kneeling. He's got he's and he's got he's got one hand behind his back, and then that and then that that hand behind his back. He's got a bigger bear. It's better. It's just it's, it's cozier. It's just better in every way. And he, but first, he needs to see that little bear. All right. And he's like, trust me. And, and you know, the little girl's like, but but Jesus, I love it. And, and Jesus is like, just trust me. It's like, trust me. Believe in me. Okay. He's gonna take that. Now he may not give you that big bear immediately. He may not give you this this better thing immediately. But he will. I believe. Now, of course, I can't say that he will do this because this is this is God we're talking about. And this is His own divine purposes. I can't say he will do something. But the chances are high that he will give you something bigger and better if you accept his no and give him everything. If you give him what you have, I believe that at some point in time, he will give you something bigger and better than what you already had. Kind of like, kind of like investing. You know, you put, you put this in, you give him this, you get more in return. You, you might get more in return. So the third reason, God may be using this to bless somebody else. And there's a beautiful thing about this. You know, we might expect like a month. Oh, that's why I went through that. That's why I had to deal with that. The thing is, like, we might not see it for another 70 years. I might get to 88, 77 years later, and, I'll be, and I might be like, I might see this kid. And I'm like, oh, he's going through something I just went through. And I, I was wondering when this pain was going to lead up to something, what, what purpose that served. And, and now here it is. 70 years later, that's crazy. That's a lot of time gone by. I mean, I'm wasting away at this point. And finally, God has given me something good, something good that came out of this pain, something I can help this kid with. Or, heck, we can take this a step further. We may never find out what good it it caused. We may die and go to heaven and never have found out. You know what I'm saying? We can impact 100 people, 200 people, however many people, and we might have never realized that we impacted them and that we bless them because we went through some suffering, because we went through some hard times. I think about my parents, man, what kind of hard times they go through to give me stuff, to bless me and give me stuff that I take for granted. You know, like they, God used their pain to, to give me the life of, of blessing that I have. And that, that's, it's, it's awesome. I thank God. I thank my parents. Like it's, 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 it's just awe inspiring. And so, now we've gone through the reasons that God might say no. Let's think about what do we do when God says no? What are, what are our actions? What are our responses? And so <clears throat> let's get a little bit into, into Mark uh, 14. All right, so uh, yeah, Mark 14, verse, verse 36. No, uh-oh. Oh, my phone's. All right, so 1436 says, Jesus says, Abba, Father, he said, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. So we got four parts of this prayer. 
So before we get into that, you know, we're, we're, we got to preach the gospel to ourselves. All right. We got to remember, you know, it's not, we're not just here to preach gospel to others, but we're supposed to preach it to ourselves sometimes. We got to hear this. This is, this is the good news, guys. We can never get all of this. This is our, this is our stuff. This is our bread. You know, this is our bread and wine and, and water. Like, this is what we, we live for. We got to hear this over and over again. Like that song, like you, that, that new hit song, you know, it plays over and over again because it's just that good. And so we're supposed to be praying like Jesus here. And how he breaks this down, he says Abba, which in Hebrew, that means Father. But he's not just saying Father. It's kind of like God's love. It's like you go into your father figure and you sit here and you're like, and you're like hey, Dad, or my mentor, what's up, man? Hey, my, hey Dad. It's like you're finally like you're leaning into this. Uh, no, that's next part. But, you know, it's, it's this God's love kind of deal. And so he says, part B, and everything is possible. Now we're getting into leaning in God's power. He's kind of being dependent here. He's, it's like he's sitting on your lap. You have, you're, you've kind of given up every kind of control that you've had. You're just giving it all. You're sitting on his lap, right? You're, you're completely dependent on the Lord. And so now part C, he says, take this cup. And he tells the Father what he wants. So, so right here, you're, you're telling God what you want here. Uh, you're coming to him. And Mr. Siemens, my Bible teacher, he he used this illustration. As he said, as a dad, what he does when he, when his kids come home, they talk to him about school, about school, you know what they've been learning, what, but whatever. Like he wants to listen to them more than he wants to kind of talk and put in and give input, advice, whatever, make these comments. He wants to listen because he just loves his children that much, and he just wants to listen to his kids, and he he, he just loves that. And God wants to listen to us. God loves us enough to listen. Uh, and he, he wants to know what's going on. Now, he's a mind reader. He already knows, but that level of communication, it's just so important. It builds that that trust, if not for him, then for us. It helps us really connect to God when we're communicating with him. And part D, finish it off. Your will be done, not my will. Let God's will be done, not mine, not ours. God's will be done. That's what matters. We have to believe in sufficient grace. We got to believe in that sufficient grace and what God has to offer. And so I want to take you into a different section of verses. I want to take you uh, to Matthew 6, uh, five, verses 5 through 14, kind of lengthy, but Jesus is talking about prayer. And that's where we get the, the, the famous, you know, how we pray, you know, our Father in heaven. So uh, starting in verse 5. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray, standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received the reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come and your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Thank you for bearing with me through that little bit of a lengthy verse here. But what we're supposed to do when we pray, when we pray, prayer is not out of duty. It shouldn't be out of duty. Now, of course, we, we're supposed to, you know, be obedient to God. That's one of our callings. 
We gotta be obedient because we gotta do what he's supposed to do because we know he, we gotta do it what he wants us to do because that's what we're supposed to do, right? That's just what we're called to do. It's called to be obedient. But that's not quite why we should pray. We should do it because we enjoy it. This is delight. We're talking to our Heavenly Father. We're communicating with the, with, the, with the Creator of the heavens and the earth and everything that we know, everything that we even don't know. He's created it all. We should enjoy talking to Him. He loves us. We should enjoy having an open communication with someone who loves us just that much, someone who created the beauty of the stars and the skies and the suns and the sun rises and the sun sets. And He thought that the world needed one of you too. Because he loves you so much. He loves you more than any sunrise or sunset or or galaxy. Like that's we should delight in talking to him. We should be in awe when we talk to him. We should want to do it. Because he's just that good and he just loves us that much. And the goal is not just to pray. Praying is the action. It's not really the goal. The goal is to become more like Jesus. Think about all the things that Jesus was. Think about all the hard things that Jesus was. It's hard to be like Jesus. It's hard to be a Christian. Which Christian, the word is, it means like Christ. It's hard to be like Christ. The thing is, that's, but prayer, it's just one of the easiest and simplest ways to be like Christ. Saying a few words to your father, it takes you, 15, 20 seconds of your, of your day, and that's how you become more like Jesus? That's a pretty sweet deal, man. That's probably one of the easiest, if not the easiest thing we can do to be like Christ. Let's let's be like Jesus when we pray. And we're supposed to pray pray continuously. Now, I know that's going to be hard. So, like, you, you, we're not going to be sitting here all day, you know, praying every every waking moment that we have. Because we, we, got, we got some things to do. But when I think of pray continuously, here's what I think of. Like when I go out and I practice, I practice golf, I'm like, all right, I'm doing this for, for, my, for the Lord. And I'm trying to implement a new pre-shot routine where it's like I say, I just say a small prayer before every shot, you know, maybe something along the like, like, God, please help me. In fact, those three, those, 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 those few words right there, God, please help me. Like that's one of that's, those four words. That's my, that might be one of the best prayers you could ever pray. Just right there, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. That's one of the simplest and best players you could, you could possibly pray. We're supposed to do that continuously. In everything that we do, we, sh- we should do for the Lord. Academic-wise, do it for the Lord. Breathing, do it as if we're doing it for the Lord. We're, as, and we're instructed by, in Colossians 3.23 to do it as if we were doing it for the Lord. And that's kind of how we pray continuously. That's how we kind of be in that spiritual life continuously. And it's like, Lord, help me do this. Help me do this for you and for your spirit. How I was supposed to do it. How I was designed to do it. And part of this is conversational. Remember, I was talking to you about the boss. It's conversational. You're not supposed to just talk to your boss. You're not just supposed to talk to God. You're not supposed to just you know, go on and on and, and, and babble like the pagans. You're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to listen as well as talk. And the thing about... Listening is, yeah, it's a two-way, when you pray, so you pray, you talk to him, and then you sit there in silence for a little bit, and you wait, and and, and he wait for him to talk to you, wait for the Holy Spirit to speak to, speak to you, Just to, to decipher God's words and, and put it into our own human understanding. That's, that's what we're supposed to. Uh, to do, we're supposed to we're supposed to listen, and we're gonna have to. And I believe I I, I discussed this in one of my earlier videos. But in order to effectively hear and listen and understand God's word, 
where we are supposed to uh, we're, we're supposed to be in his word we're supposed to read God's word that's how we recognize it and so by being in God's word by re- by reading our bibles by being in scripture we can better understand and listen and hear uh what God's speaking to us when when in our in our prayer times and so going into Matthew 6 of uh, back back in the verses 5 through 7 we're going to this kind of this, this private versus public where like don't be like the hypocrites when they're praying out in the streets for everybody to see they're doing this for just for recognition it says that, like that that is the most reward that they'll ever face just getting that recognition for people that's the most reward that they're going to get god's not going to give them anything for doing that instead you're supposed to go go in your sorry you're supposed to go indoors you're supposed to pray in secret to your heavenly Father. This is a kind of like a this is a private thing. This is a holy thing. There should be no outside distractions like people in the streets, like doing it for people in the streets. Say, yeah, you're praying, but there's distraction and it's not good prayer. It's not quality prayer. You have quality prayer, and I'm not saying it's not, it's got to be just you. You know, you pray with your youth groups. You play. You pray with your with your church. That's different. You 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 all are still kind of with one voice. There's no distractions. You're still not doing it. For your community, you're still having that one-on-one kind of interaction with the Lord. Your intentions with praying are still pure. So now to finish this off, so I've covered, I've covered the importance and power of prayer life just recently, and then before that we had, you know, what to do, what do we do when God says no, and then at the very beginning we had, you know, the reasons why God might say no, and now I want to discuss the this chart with you. Um, I think I found it really interesting. Give me a second. We'll turn you guys around here. All right. Got it right here. Hopefully this works. My mic over. All right. Got the board. All right, good. We can all see the board. Nice and clear. Love it. We're, we're executing to the way we're supposed to do. So this, there it is. So this graph, kind of got this, this elongated bell chart right here. We got this bell chart. Can you see the bell chart and a little bit of a glare? All right, that's about as good we're going to get it. All right. So we got these, we got these levels. And this top level right here, this is your managed life, okay? got your managed life and your managed life it's it's what we let people see this is our public life okay public life so what we this is what the face we show to strangers this is the face we show to the public uh just just how we present ourselves in society we use an example real quick and i'm probably going to get yelled at for this later on uh my parents so let's say let's say you know it's like your mom's yelling at you right we've all been there you know our mom's like chewing us out we we messed up right all of a sudden the phone rings and she picks it up hello yes this is you but you know you know what I'm you know what I'm saying like it's like wait a minute that's not you two seconds ago you were chewing me out yelling at me top of your lungs for having food in my room what's going on here so this is this is the managed life all right she went to the managed life real quick this this public this public life. This is what she wants people to see. Everything's all good and jolly, and you know we're all having a good time here. Next part right here. This is your wounded life. All right, wounded. Yeah, we got the. Oh, that's bad. E. Wounded life. Ex- please excuse my bad handwriting. Uh, you can just listen if you if you if you can't read this, which you certainly can't read that. 
Uh, I'm pretty sure. This is your wounded life, okay? And and as the the, the name, as the as the name says, uh, ensues. All right. So this is the pain. This is the this is the agony. This is the abuse that we face in life. All right. This is the heartbreak. You know, this is your girl breaking up with you, your your your, or your boy, whatever it is. Uh, you know, this is the uh, this is the this is the abandonment. And so this is basically everything that we don't want anybody to see. This is unseen, all right? We don't want people to see this. We don't want people to see our brokenness. And that's what this is. This is our wounded life. This is where we're broken. This is where life's been just pummeling us. And right here at the bottom, this deepest part of ourselves, we have our forming life. This is us at our core. This is our authentic. And this, my friends, is our private prayer life this is where we get stuff done this is this is where we get separated this is where we separate ourselves from the pagans and the and the hypocrites and the pharisees because they're praying this is their managed life they're praying their managed life how can you be truly authentic with the lord if it's managed but right here this is genuine this is our private prayer life and this is where we really get authentic with the lord this is where we genuine this is where we be ourselves this is where proper communication happens so and this is and the, the beautiful thing about this. When we have this private prayer, this private prayer life, when God is changing us in this forming life, this forming part of our lives, this forming part of our lives. The beautiful thing is, this forming life go up here, and it can heal this wounded life. Everything, this abuse, pain, agony, heartbreak, abandonment, this could all be fixed. They're not fixed. It's going to be healed. It's going to be healed. We're healing the wound here. And the beautiful thing about that, when this gets healed, we go into this, and now we can finally bring some of the the the, the authenticity that of ourselves. We can bring it into our managed life. We can finally show people who more of who we are, the gen, the genuinity part of it, who we really are, our authentic selves, and that's how we really get people to like us. People don't like a fake person. People don't like someone you know that's always in this closed door. Um, you know, you know, like people like you being. You, who you really are, being the fullest of you, and by being in our private prayer life, by being in, in, in with the Lord every day, just us, us and Him, we can heal the pain that life has dealt us, and that can make us a lot more genuine in our managed life and make more people like us. Now, guys, that's all I have for you today. Uh, I hope you found this this uh, this lecture that really interesting man i really enjoy i really enjoy talking about it i really enjoy just being here again and being here with you guys i love sitting in my chair uh i love being back here uh you guys you just make my day i love you guys so much uh i can't wait to get back in this next couple weeks uh maybe i think next time i'm gonna get into a little bit of uh romans 9 and 10 romans chapters 9 and 10 take a little bit from that uh, i had a really thrilling discussion with my youth pastor about it the other day I think you guys will take a lot of delight in it as well. But for now, that is all I have for you. Man, I'm praying over you guys this week. I'm praying you guys over you guys always. Even when I wasn't here this the last couple weeks, I've been praying for you guys. I love you guys. I hope God blesses you. And I hope that even though that even if it seems like a curse sometimes, even if you're living the nightmare instead of the dream, I hope that God is going to bless you later on down the road. And I hope that He's with you. Oh, well, he's with you always and forever, and I hope that you feel his presence. All right, guys, thank you so much for your time. 
And uh, man, just just have a great one. I will see you guys next time.